0: Hi there and welcome to The Conscious Man Project. This project is all about sharing experiences of life in the form of stories, insights, lessons, conversations and interviews. I am Bevan Lynch, a creative director, MC, presenter, husband, dad of two girls, a fellow human on this life journey and your host, here sharing what I learn and discover with you in the hope that we all grow, improve and become better than we were yesterday. So welcome welcome to The Conscious Man Project. to another episode of The Conscious Man Project. I'm Bevan Lynch, your host, here chatting to you today about being unconscious, believe it or not. Yep, so um, I guess to set the context I'm going to tell you a bit of a story because I guess I can only share what I know in my life experience and the story will go a little something like this. In fact, it'll go exactly like this. So, a couple of days ago, um, my wife and I were working in the business, and uh, it was quite a big job. We were moving about the house, using it as a studio, or as a backdrop for one of our clients and, and their product, and a very productive day. We we got through the lights within the morning, and we needed to get through a lights because uh, it was a big, bulky product that we were moving around. Uh, in fact, it was mattress products. So massive mattresses being moved around uh, from room to room to make sure we had the best light and to mimic conditions uh, for photography. So anyway, um, yeah, it's it was a it was a busy day uh, moving the stuff around, and we were in flow and we were in focus, and we managed to get through a lot, which uh, I was grateful for, especially when. Um, we do jobs that big, so, uh, about three o'clock came around, and I needed to collect um, one of our kids from school, and it was fine, I sort of had to change gears, um, and, you know, sort of tend to the kids, uh, my eldest is five and a half, soon to be six, and then later on uh, collected actually, um, my youngest child was collected by my wife, and so the kids were home um, at about four o'clock. actually, all of us were, were in the house now, one of the things that I've spoken to my particularly my eldest about is making sure that <laughs> her stuff, her clothing actually stays in her room, you know, so come home and get changed, do your thing, but, you know, just be mindful, (laughs) keep things um, in your room, don't let it go all about the house, and next thing, her clothing uh, was being strewn about the house and in the lounge, now, we've spoken about this before at length, uh, and I be I sound like a stuck record. And if you're a parent or if you're a primary caregiver for, for kids of that age, I guess you know exactly sort of the season that, that we're in, um, sort of sound like a stuck record. In fact, in that moment when I saw that happening, I was like, man, I sound like my mother and I sound like my father. But also in that moment, I lost my rag. Completely like a, I was just tired, man. It was a busy morning, and got home. And then, after having sort of moved the house around, moved the set around, and then to just have you know, these kids, you know, basically just you know, chuck their clothes around, I just lost it. And in that moment, I guess you could say, I got extremely unconscious. <laughs> Which is the complete antithesis of the Conscious Man Project, you know. And before I knew it, my voice was, I don't, I don't know how many decibels, the neighbors, neighbors could probably hear me just shouting. Um, it was actually extremely unpleasant and extremely embarrassing. Um, but it was like, you know, red flag being <laughs> waved to a bull. Um, needless to say the energy in the house after that wasn't exactly pleasant and I mean immediately as soon as I lost my rag I regretted it Um, but yeah just just today. screaming like an like I was an insulin child (laughs) can't even remember what I said anyway I I had to quickly gather myself and sort of recognize sort of the fear that I placed particularly in my eldest child's eyes, I could see it on her face, um, and I had to quickly gather myself and be like, man, this isn't good, what you did is not good, um, and sort of gave it a couple of minutes, let the dust settle, and... Um, Yeah, I went back upstairs and sat her down and apologized. You know, I said sorry, Um, and that's really what I wanted to share with you today. Particularly if you are a man, um, dare I say, even a South African man, uh, who grew up in a household where you know, father is your father, he's not really a dad, or. I don't know if your mom ever said to you the words of, you know, just wait till your father gets home, especially if you've done something naughty. Creating this sort of fearful mindset of, you know, what it means to be a father figure. I almost had to uncouple myself from, from that thinking in that moment and eat some serious humble pie and ask myself the question, you know, what example... Do I want to impress and imprint on my kids? you know, do I want them to fear me like I in many ways feared my own father? Look, I love my dad now, you know, and I have the consciousness and sort of the self awareness to know that he did for us the best that he could with what he had and, I, and he he's awesome but uh, also recognize that he grew up in a time where things like big boys don't cry and you know things like harden the fuck up and what have you were very much the bedrock of the foundation of what actually mean or meant to be a man then and I would argue that that adage and that approach is not serving us as a society and as a community uh, today particularly young men and so In that moment where I lost my rag and sort of saw my upbringing repeating itself in many ways uh, before my eyes and recognizing that, okay, cool, I've done what I've done now, but I have to fix it. I I have to make amends here. And the only way that I could do that is to say sorry and and not to use the words to my eldest daughter, I apologize, because that's not saying sorry. Saying sorry is when you say I am sorry um, for what I did. And do you know the, the, the craziest thing is, honestly, I, I think my eldest kid is like an old person in a young person's body because I went up ate some serious humble pie, and I just said to her, "Look, you know, I'm I'm sorry. You know, Daddy, Daddy got so angry, um, and it got ugly, and I'm really really sorry." And she said to me, "Daddy, it's okay. You're just sad." And I said, no, "No, no, I got angry." She says, "No." Being angry just means that you're sad. (laughs) And she's right. You know, something made me sad. And what made me sad is the fact that she didn't listen to all the times I was sounding like a stuck record. Uh, And then that, that version of sadness was anger and it played out in the way that it did. But the real kicker and sort of the icing on the cake was that she turned... Then she said, Daddy, I've drawn this picture for you um, and hopefully it'll make you happy. Man, I was floored. I was just like, what do I do? What have I done to deserve such a great little human being? But sort of taking it out of my situation, my personal situation... Um, I wanted to share this particular episode to say that, for, for a couple of reasons, one is to show you that, you know, this Conscious Man Project thing is is, is here to show you that I'm not like this guru or this, this hyper-conscious human being who is so super aware of all these things going on around me all the time and that's why you should listen to me, no, the Conscious Man Project is exactly that, it's a project, it's a constant um, work in progress uh, for me and I'm... I just hope that what I share lands in a way with you that it resonates and allows you to up the ante in terms of your self-awareness and we grow together. So that's the one reason. Um, the other reason I wanted to share this particular story is to say that at a at a contextual level, we all get unconscious at some point um, based on... Maybe our level of tiredness. You know, I guess the more tired you are, the less capacity you have for tolerance. Um, it could be things around food, and I know that we joke around people being hangry—a combination of hungry and angry—and um, I, I know there's another one. Sort of, you lose consciousness, or you might be distracted, or, 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 or anxious, or you know, focusing on one thing. Maybe you're on your phone, or you're dealing with an email, and you've got like a little kid or puppy or something around your your legs. is just irritating you, where um, you just find yourself in that space. And so, each of us, depending on the context, gets unconscious, and we do things or we say things that we ultimately then regret. This is life. This is the nature of existence. Um, the trick and the key, though, is to catch it. To catch that moment and say, Shit, I fucked up. And look at it and say, I fucked up. I'm, I'm sorry. Um, and say it to the person and say, I'm sorry and, 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 and you know, this is the reason why. The more you do that, the more you catch yourself, the better you get. And this is what I found. It's been a long time since my my because uh, I've got a long fuse. It's been a long time since my fuse has exploded to that level. And um which which, in, which gives me encouragement because it says that you know the more I practice this this practice of catching myself in the moment. And learning from it and and not repeating repeating it means that it's working. Like anything, you know, you build a muscle, uh, you do weights, the more you do it, the stronger you get. And then the final piece around why I wanted to share this with you is when you catch yourself uh, in that moment of unconsciousness and you've apologized and you really say, I'm sorry, is... um, when you catch yourself, is to say sorry. And that's really the lesson that I wanted to impart on my little one. And I hope my dad doesn't mind me saying this, but it was very rare that I ever recalled him saying sorry as a a young boy. Um... You know, the father figure, particularly in the South African household, uh, it was very rare that the dad or the father figure was questioned. Um, you know, I grew up in a home where children are meant to be seen and not heard. I mean, the amount of times I heard that was was crazy, um, and so the father figure was uh, uh, an entity that was to be revered, unquestioned. And, you know, was supported by lines that your mothers would say, wait till your father gets home. Instilling this real sense of fear um, that then perpetuates itself in some ways. And I see it occasionally playing out in in the way that I parent. And so particularly with Charlotte, yes, she saw this ugly monster come out uh, in a way that was extremely unpleasant. And I hope that in some way I balanced it with that same monster having the humility to get down to her level, look her in the eye and say, I'm sorry. Just said, I'm the same human and I made a mistake and I'm sorry. Even thinking about it now, just going back to that moment, um, really makes me feel quite embarrassed. And I know all the, all the scientific reasons why I got there. Um, partly because I was hungry, partly because I was tired, and partly because I was just sick and tired of saying the same thing over and over and over again. Um, and so, but on the other hand, it's sort of that sort of gives me, not, doesn't cut me some slack, I'm not saying it, but it also encourages me to say that, yes, I did, Say sorry, the apology for all intents and purposes based on what I saw come back from my daughter was accepted. And uh, the other thing that I'm acutely aware of is that, that I don't want this pattern to repeat where I do something and then I say sorry and then it's okay. Because that's not cool. You know, that it, it doesn't give you, or us, or any of us, guys or girls, men, women. A pink ticket or a free pass, just to act like hooligans, be completely unconscious, and just you know say sorry at the end. No, that's that's not the the habit forming uh, protocol that I'm encouraging or condoning or saying you know we, we should all do or or um, or follow. It's more about. minimizing future events of this nature and letting the apologies become less and less. That's the end game in my mind. Not getting like a free pass. You know, I'll do this and then I'll say sorry. It's like, uh, and I I, I don't mind saying this because I grew up in a Christian household. I went to church almost five times a week. Um, it's like those guys who are basically dickheads and then go to church on a Sunday, ask for forgiveness and then go out Monday through Saturday and act like dickheads again. You know, it's 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 not that. Like if, if, if you're serious about increasing your level of consciousness and awareness of how your energy impacts not only yourself but those around you at a micro and a macro level, uh, then you won't do that stuff, you know, just carry on as you were, and then use the sorry as your get out of jail free card. I mean, as I say that <laughs> to you listening, I'm actually saying it to myself, primarily and first and foremost, um, and that's what I wanted to share with you today. It's um, <laughs> it's still quite raw for me, having shared that little experience uh, with you Uh but I hope you got the lesson, because uh, I certainly did. Um, <laughs> it was crazy, shouting and carrying on, and sort of losing my rag, and then eating the humble pie, saying sorry, and now sharing it with you. Um, and I know it happens to all of us. You know, there's we all have our good days and, and our bad days, and it's it's going to happen. But it's just how you trade through those times that. That's important and uh, I I guess taking responsibility as well for your energy in that time and in that state Um, and then hopefully minimize that sort of behavior and learning from that behavior as you track forward. Anyway, I don't want to get into preaching now. Uh, (laughs) It's more teaching and sharing than, than preaching. So... I think I'll cut it there, uh, there today. If you have an experience, a similar experience, and you're a parent or a primary caregiver of of young kids, I'd, I'd be quite keen to to hear your story and how you've managed to, I guess, stay cool, calm, and collected through through moments of uh, uh, seeming insanity, <laughs> if I can call it that. Um, super keen to learn more in that space, uh, and then uh, a business or a company that that helps me particularly around parenting and also relationship stuff, and I'll share the link in the show notes. Is the Grotman, I think it's the Gottman Institute. I hope I pronounced it correctly. They've got some really cool uh, infographics and uh, memes that they share. Uh, particularly around uh, relationships, but also how to be a conscious parent as well. And I've taken some good learnings from the stuff that they share, and they've been around for quite some some time, started by a couple many, many years ago and still going strong today as an institute. And so I'll share a link in the show notes um, with them, but also uh, about them. But also would love to hear from you and to hear how you trade through those times where it seems like you're going insane and you still manage to stay cool, calm and collected. Anyway, that's it from me and as always, peace and love.